Now we return you to the test card and some music. So the pilot, take 96, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is Jed Shepherd. And that guy's Rob Jelly, a.k.a. Rob, Rob Jelly III. Oh, breaking news on the Rob Jelly III business. Um, so I backed a book on Unbound yeah. uh, months back now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now in the final stages of um, printing. How does such. Unbound work? It gets enough people uh, backing so you, it and then you, it gets made. Yeah, so you, you proposed your book and you say you need X amount of money and it's just displayed as a percentage for the, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the subscribers or you know, supporters. Yeah. Um, obviously Unbound and the person who makes it knows. Uh, and then, yeah, you sort of go, oh, I'd, I'd give you 15 quid for the book or whatever it is. And they go, brilliant, thank you very much for the donation. If the book is made, they will then take the money. Mm-hmm. And obviously, depending on how much you... Are willing to pay yeah. will depend on sort of whether you get the the ebook, the actual hardback cover, a signature in the book, you know, yeah, mention yeah. in the book, that sort of stuff. Um, so I backed it with the um, premise of like getting the name in the book. Um, so I put, I think it's twenty quid or something like that. Okay. Um, and then I got an email saying that they're um, just finalising the last few pages, which will include the thank yous. Yeah. Uh, we have your name as Rob Jelly. Uh, yep. If you'd like to edit, edit <laughs> you know where I'm going. Yeah, I do. If you'd like to edit this and have it as a different name, just uh, hit the edit button here and we'll do it. So I was like, well, yeah, obviously, Bob Jelly the Third. Nice. So I, I, I on the end. I would have even gone as far as to put have Sir Rob someone, Jelly the Third. Oh, mm, that's yeah, but I can't knight myself, can I? Because you know, on Twitter, I'm Rob Jelly the Third. Yes, I've, I've noticed. BSC. I've, I've told you the story before of uh, my friend Mark who applied for a credit card and just selected the Sir on the drop down thing. Just saying, no, they'll never send me a card saying Sir on it. <laughs> they did. And they did. Credit card was Sir Mark Hamilton on it. <laughs> and he told me the story. He told me the story of he went into to get um, into like a to get a suit made. Like a, yeah. he doesn't wear suits. He definitely because he's in a band. But he went in to get a suit made. Hey, the hives wear suits. The Beatles wore suits. That's true. That's very true. But like the guy he was like about seven was looking at him, looking at him like he was like a ruffian. And then he, he pulled out his his card God. and he was like, "Ah, oh, Sir Hamilton, I thought it was you." <laughs> That's what the guy said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the guy said. Yes. <laughs> well, funny you should so, say that because in all, in all honesty. Um, my credit card expires in July this there you year. Go. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I might. I might change my title. You can, you can do general, corporal. You can put what you want in it. I might go rabbi. You need to do that, rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> rabbi Rob. <Jack. laughs> oh, I made myself laugh. <laughs> They never check, would they? They're not going to like write to go. Mm, are you an actual rabbi? <laughs> you need to do it. In fact, why doesn't everyone, why doesn't a whole right. fleet of people okay. out there? Okay, that's what we need to do. We, okay. As a collective, as pilot podcast fans, okay, yeah. and well, that's what we need to do. And the next bit of official paperwork that you get, yeah. just add something like the second or the fourth or, yeah. or, a, or a particularly wacky title. Yes. Like Reverend. Lance Corporal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, actually, I'm going to apply for one of those new Apple cards that they announced oh, the other day. Oh, are you going to do that? I'm going to do that. And um, I'm going to do Sir Jed Shepherd. What? Is there a title for astronauts? Uh, sometimes it's like Captain. Um, it's like military. It is, yeah. Of. So I was thinking, is it ca- like a... Cause, yeah, because they're pilots, aren't yeah, they? On the ship, so yeah, on yeah. Hmm. So you, you, you want to be known as an astronaut, basically, don't you? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, if you put the title there, then yeah. those that know will know, and those that don't know, yeah. you just say, I'm going to say, I can't... Exp- uh, exp- oh, it's your a paper commander, aid. isn't it? They call is it commander? commander? Yeah. Cause it, Commander yeah. Buzz Aldrin. Com- yeah, I'm sure it's Commander, isn't it? Or yeah. Corporal. Something like one that. One of them. One of them. But yeah, that's what we need to do. So next time you have a card that's about to expire and you get a new one, yeah. um, just get your name changed for the new card. Even if it's an Argos card, just, just do oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't do it. That's the best part. Don't even do it for something serious. Yeah. Do it like for your Nando's black card or something like that. If you've got a no loyalty card. You can't get a Nando's black card. That's what they give to celebrities. You don't know if the celebrities listen to this. Oh, that's true. That is true. By the way, if you're a celebrity and you do listen to this, thank you very much. It is appreciated. Yeah, and please take us to Nando's because you get free food. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll record, you can be on a special guest on the podcast. Yeah. Just let us know on Twitter. Anyway, should we do format? Oh, we should. Well, how are you, though? I'm all right, man. I'm pretty good. I've got a week off work, which nice. has been nice. So mm-hmm. lots of life admin. 
Nice. And depending on the generation of listeners that we have, mm-hmm. that'll mean either everything or nothing. Okay. Um, because I think if you're in your 20s, life admin doesn't exist. <laughs> like, you just don't bother. And, and then like, you get to your 30s, and then you know what life admin is. It's like, like, oh, I've got to do all that stuff. Yeah. I've got to transfer money from this account to that account for that bill to go out. And yeah. I've got to... I probably should do my tax return at some point, and I should read all the, a million, those million emails. <laughs> get my that car serviced. Yeah. You know, grown-up stuff, grown-up things. Yeah, but it's all right. You have to do it. It's, it's part and parcel of life, and you have to kind of take them on board. Yeah. And then you just then you do things like you have an entire share bag of Skittles for dinner to remind yourself you're still the grown-up and you can make your own decisions. Amazing, amazing. And now I'm drinking bubble gum fizz pop. Yeah. Called Bah! Sorry, if, if it's if it's left up to me to buy the snacks for the podcast, you get <laughs> they're bubble, luminous. Yeah, you're getting bubblegum drinks and you're getting Casper the Friendly Ghost candy sticks. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's expect nothing less <laughs> than absolute chaos over the next uh, exactly. hour or so. Um, but listen, we do want to crack on Let's with crack the format on. because yeah, if, yeah. You, if you dropped into this for the first time, we always have a little catch up at the start. But we are here to review two pilot episodes yes. from shows that we have been away to watch uh, mm-hmm. on our own. And I'm up first. You are up first. Well, the one I am looking at today is the pilot episode for the brand new Netflix show, Afterlife. So Afterlife starts with minus points, I'm afraid, because there is no theme song well, at the start. you can't say minus points. It's, it's, it's just, it doesn't, it misses out on the in the instant one point straight away by just having Afterlife, Afterlife. afterlife. <laughs> I don't know why I did it in the Spider-Man theme tune, sorry. <laughs> Friendly neighbourhood, Afterlife. afterlife. <laughs> so, literally the absolutely wrong tone for this show. <laughs> I might not going to lie to you. That's the absolute opposite tone to I'm this. Just imagine Ricky Gervais swinging across buildings now, just being miserable. Uh, um, no, the song you hear there, Lou Reed, Satellite yeah. of Love. That's at the end. That's cheating. Yeah, I know, but there's... Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think this could have a theme tune. I know I, I haven't watched on. Have you watched the rest of it? I've watched the whole series. Okay, yeah. so I haven't watched on, so completely unbiased. Does it have... A, a, does that song play at the end of every episode? Or not? I can't remember. Because a lot of the music throughout it, because I did find out that Andy Burroughs wrote a lot of original music throughout the episode. So all the yeah. incidental sort of stuff you hear throughout, yeah. quite a lot of it's been written by Andy Burroughs. Okay. Um, and then you get the Lou Reed track at the end of the, of the pilot, which you've, you've been hearing. Yeah. Um, but there is no... Op- and I, 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 Do you know what? I'm really pleased it doesn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. If if there was the right piece of music, yeah. it would lift it. Absolutely would. But I almost think that maybe that's the best decision not to have tried to force a song in there. Because let's, let's talk about how it opens. Well, say, saying that, just about music, I feel like Ricky Gervais does a thing where um, he uses music to kind of drive a point home, almost ad nauseum, because... What he does is, if there is a happy bit mm-hmm. um, um, in, in anything he does, he'll do like he'll play Mr. Blue's Guy, the most obvious happy song there is. Yeah. Um, if there's a bit where it's really sad, he'll play Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley or something like that. It's <laughs> yeah. just like he it's just put whatever the most obvious song it is. If it's melancholy, Rod Stewart. Yeah, because I think there's a bit in in this. Um, yeah, well, he says something, and then the, the song like is uh, uses those lyrics from that song. Um, so I, I, it was, I was surprised he didn't have a song at the start that was, that was like, Afterlife, Afterlife, Friendly Neighbourhood, Afterlife. <laughs> Available in all good ringtone stores. Um, um, so that was a weird decision. So it was yeah. obviously, they did that on purpose because well, think about the, one. I mean, the obvious, obvious thing to compare it to is The Office. Yeah. Um, because it's probably the most popular. And that sets Gervais. the tone. Yeah but, yeah, yeah, but that's exactly my point. It sets the tone because yeah. there was a song that was able to... Okay, they recreated it. They re-recorded um, Handbags and the Glad Rags yeah. with different, a slightly different instrumentation to give it a sort of slightly more optimistic feel. Yeah. But it's also a dreary slough roundabout and a yeah. paper... But the point but is, it, this it, is an afterlife. This is, this is about death. And I'm yeah, not but sure. he could have done the same thing here. He could have had like an instrumental version of Satellite of Love at the start. This is what he does in The Office. He has an okay. instrumental version. And then, like, like the end of The Office, yeah. when, it, 
when it when it kind of finishes and you hear doo, 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 doo. so what becomes of you my love yeah it just true. it just works um but maybe they tried i don't know we we don't know we haven't got ricky here to ask him and or yeah. any other team that worked on the show but i can't help but feel that maybe it was a conscious decision not to have so because let's be honest if you can i mean the, i felt like they missed the trick no i don't okay i don't it's now, I, to, just to quickly address something here, Afterlife and the other show we're talking about today, but two Gervais shows, Derek as well, yeah. um, I think are two of the most powerful shows that have been made definitely this century, if not wow. ever. Big now, I'm, yeah, I'm Especially pro- British, for definite. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Um, now, I come at this with a really um, unique angle at the moment in that I have not long lost someone in my family. Mm-hmm. So I am watching this with very different eyes to how I would have watched it, say, six months ago. Yeah. When it first... So um, I didn't write down the date. Yes, I did. 8th of March. Um, Afterlife was uploaded to Netflix, six mm-hmm. episodes. Um, but say Derek was 2012. It's taken me seven years to watch Derek. Yeah. Um, and strangely, I have, through, unfortunately, the, the, my loss is that I had someone in a care home who's recently died. So I'm like, these are all, these are both so relevant right yeah, now to yeah. me. Um, and I, I don't know. I think, cause when we spoke about like, what songs should we have played at funeral and things like that? Oh yeah. You don't, my, my, cause my mum and my aunt and my uncle decided that they didn't want a song that you would hear all the time. Yeah. 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 So that when you, you're not going to get, Sort of set off like if it comes on the radio you're not going to have like that yeah. oh you have to turn it off that's really good and, actually, actually, and, yeah. and I actually think maybe just maybe whilst I think Ricky Gervais is probably one of the best writers we have in Britain right now if not the best writer mm-hmm. in Britain right now he may have thought that and gone no having a song associated right at the start with it or a theme tune yeah is wrong because someone and I know he's not afraid of offending people as well. Let's, let's address yeah. that. He doesn't give a monkeys about offending people. This episode itself is a brilliant advocate for his <laughs> yeah. attitude to it. Yeah. Um, but it's all subjective, and I think there's a, I think there's a I think there's more to it than the, the physical choice of not having a song at the start. Well, it reminds me of of the fact that I often tell people, um, like when I uh, die make sure I have a badass playlist at my funeral. Like, but no no sad songs, just a little happy one. But yeah. just like ones that will weird people out. Like the priest will say something and all of a sudden... Can we have the starting, can we have the starting tone to the Mac? Which is the sequel by good. Brian Eno. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. I thought that hasn't been lowered down. Um, just, just like all of a sudden, it'll be like the 18 theme song. But everyone has to sing it. Everyone has to go... Everyone's got kazoos. Everyone's got kazoos. That's good. I want to use that. You can have that one, and uh, like the Night Rider one as well. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, so like it was, it was a bit of a, an unusual start. But this, just to give you a brief, it's not the first show we've had that doesn't have a theme tune no. at the start either. So Certainly it's not, not l- it's not unique in that sense. It's not unique in the fact that I want to give it minus points for that. Um, <laughs> but like, so so this is um, basically about. Um, uh, a guy who's uh, he's lo- recently lost his wife uh, a year previously. Uh, Ricky Gervais plays Tony Johnson, um, who is head of features at the Tambury Gazette, Gazette, which is a local newspaper in their in their town. Um, and I really like this setup. So it's not set in London. It's not set in Manchester. It's not set in LA or New York. No, it's just a rural town in yeah. Britain somewhere. And like it's. It's good because you, you can you really get a sense of community here straight away. I feel um, you get to to meet some of the the weird characters in the, in the town. But there's this overall tone of depression because his wife's died. He spends all of his um, free time drinking and watching old videos um, of his wife that died. Um, his wife that died. You will recognise uh, from the next thing we do, Derek. Kerry Godleman. Yeah. Formerly um, of Taskmaster. Exactly. And uh, she, we see her in, in flashbacks and in, in moments he's watching uh, uh, the little home videos they made. Uh, he's watching it on his computer. And they're really touching. Um, and, the, and then the episode starts off with just her holding <coughs> the camera saying, saying, don't want you to be sad. So don't want you to stop drinking. Stop don't moping drink. around. Yeah. yeah. Get out and do something. Make sure you tidy the house, etc. And he realises he's watching this in bed on a laptop. Yeah. It's just it's just really, really nice and really nicely done. Um, but he still has to drag himself out, out of bed. He has to go and see people. He has to uh, do his day job. But this is the interesting part of this. I was tricked a little bit okay. because I thought, obviously I knew this was a Ricky Gervais thing, but we see this from the point of view of um, 
of Sandy, played by Mandy Dillon, who was the new journalist to uh, the Tambury Gazette. Yeah. We almost see, see her on her first day. And usually when, when, we, when we have a TV show, a new TV show, we're following the adventures of the new person to this job. Yeah. So um, That's also, the one thing we look for, the new journey yeah. or the new character. So I genuinely thought, okay, so Ricky Gervais is almost like a side character and this is mostly about Sandy. And really? Yeah, that's what, honestly what I thought because she's a new person, job with fo- cameras following her. I just thought that was coincidental. Oh, but it's, it's set up that way and I don't know if that was intentional, but it felt like she was the main <coughs> character. And then we don't really see much of her later on in the episodes, just just brief little cameos. Okay, so obviously not to be considered as part of the scoring process of this show. Yeah. Does she appear in much in the rest of it? She does, but about as much as all the other characters. Okay, okay. so, she's, so she doesn't sort of come forward as a no. main character. Okay, that's no, right. No, I just think it's... It's weird he used this device that they always use in pilot episodes. We've said the best pilot episodes are the one where we follow the journey of a new character yeah. into a new situation. So they have that there in, in this episode, but she's not the main character. So it's quite unusual. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. It just it, it surprised me. It's, it's right. a, so, so far, two big things have surprised me this episode. No theme song. And the kind of switch and bait with, it, with mm. who the main character is. Well, just to go, sorry, talking about yeah. music quite a lot, but then it's, I think, rightly so, Gervais uses it so very cleverly. Yeah. He, um, he's obviously watching the video mm-hmm. in bed at the start, and then the dog comes in <laughs> to the bedroom as if to say, Well, come on in, what we do, are we going out or not? Well, I want some food or a walk or something. Yeah. Get, out, get your ass out of bed, right? Yeah. And he kind of goes, oh, closes the laptop, throws the duvet back, and gets up. As he does that, it goes to outside, mm-hmm. but the song that comes on is "A Lovely Day." Bill Withers. Yeah, this is what I mean. It's like it's just on the nose, very on the on the nose. Yeah, but as I'm saying, I think it had to wait a minute, two minutes, whatever it is. I think it's about two minutes mm, before yeah. putting some music on. Yeah, I like that. And you see his the song plays as you see his journey to work. The world's carrying on. You yeah. know, it's like the world's carrying when on, I regardless. Wake up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it is. It is genius. Yeah, it's very very clever. Yeah. Um, but I think it was right not to put it right at the very start. Yeah. And um, and then five minutes... By the way, you asked me last week to do make a note of this, and I, I did what it... What did I ask you? I can't remember. Um, how many times I nearly cry. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Five minutes into <laughs> it, when the dog goes to the gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gone. I wasn't even nearly crying, I was crying. So, so, so I can completely understand, because the... Thing is with Gervais is, is like people know he's obsessed with dogs. He was a massive animal lover. Yeah, and he's done he's he's done an interview recently that I saw where he said dogs are literally better than humans, um, like the best thing on earth. So, and the dog in this is 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 brilliant. And a German Shepherd, I think, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, which are basically the best dogs. Um, and the dog is obviously his pet, but it's almost used like an angel, like that. Helps him, yeah, guardian angel, yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Um, and you'll see in, in 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 future episodes how important that dog is, because um, he doesn't take care of himself throughout the whole episode. He's just yeah. basically bumbling his way through life, drinking, exactly. But he still thinks and worries about what to feed the dog. And there's a moment yeah. right at the start where he goes, "Well, it's baked beans or curry chicken." I love it. And then, <laughs> like, sorry, I haven't dog food. And, and the dog does obviously respond because he's a dog. Yeah. Um, but he kind of looks at Ricky and as if to say. Well, neither of them are dog food, mate, but whatever. <laughs> and he goes, baked beans it is then. Gives him the baked beans and then he eats the, ch- the curried chicken cold out of the can. Yeah. I mean, kudos, does... Ricky. That must have been rank. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Then the, the funny thing is, then he goes to the supermarket. We see him go on his way to work or whatever. He goes to the supermarket. He buys one, one can. Tin. Yeah, it's yeah. like, mate, you're going to have to do that again tomorrow. If you... <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It's, it's also, I mean, to go back to the fact that Ricky has no problem offending people or making people feel uncomfortable and putting challenging subjects down. Yeah. I mean, that that you can probably have got from his stand-up career long before he got famous for doing telly, mm-hmm. uh, in air quotes. Um, but he really does sort of sing from the song sheet he believes in in this show yeah. uh, using the character of Tony because he well he has he has like an epiphany moment doesn't he yeah as well like you know he's in that he's walking down the street with the can of dog food in his hand and these two youths come around a corner and go oh mate you got any money and he goes yeah yeah of course I have <laughs> as if to say well of course I've got money on me you know what I mean I've just bought dog food yeah I've got money he, he go, and he goes well, give it to me then. He goes, no. Yeah, it's like, I've, I've, I've got a choice here. Can no, it goes, and, and he rents off this little monologue. And I I sometimes don't know 
if Ricky ever plays anyone other than Ricky. Yeah, he's playing himself. And I'd love that. Yeah. I mean, that's not true because in Derek, he plays a character. Yeah. But he's just, I think he's just playing himself. Totally. And, and I... And, Again, it might, it, himself, it might be it might be where my head's at right now in life, mm. but I just can't help but think Ricky is what this world needs right now. <laughs> like genuinely, as someone who's just being brutally honest about it and not yeah. not caring to offend someone, mm-hmm. just to make us all sit up a little bit and go, uh, yeah, do you know what? Actually, you might might be onto something here. Yeah. I don't totally agree, but. Well, he's, he might actually be onto a point here. He smashed those two kids in the face with a yeah, dog. He bashes one of them right in the nose with the dog can, or the food of dog food, uh, yeah. can of dog food. Sorry, it's like yeah, best thing for him. I'll teach <clears> him a lesson. <throat> Maybe he won't go and try and yeah, rob goes, someone well, else. We, we'll have a choice. So obviously, you know, you can you can mug me for money, and I'll lay on the floor bleeding or something, or or I can do this, and he sort of just whacks one of them right in the mush with the can. I mean, obviously, busts his nose open. Yeah, and he walks off, and he's just really still dejected. He's like, yeah. <sighs> Because I've never Sink. seen a TV show with the main character is just from the start, just utterly depressed and su- literally suicidal. Mm. He's attempted suicide on multiple occasions, uh, we hear. And again, I'm not going to spoil the feature episodes, but that's a common theme. Um, so how he deals with that is um, his brother-in-law, so like the husband of, of Lisa, uh, his, of his, his wife. wife. Um, is also Kerry. yeah is is also his boss <coughs> at the um, Tambury Gazette, and he's like, mate, I'm I'm trying to keep you together here. Like I'm spending all you my time. You got to help me. Yeah, yeah, you got to help me. And also, he has um, he goes to see a psychiatrist, um, which is a good thing. Played and, by Paul Kay, yeah, who by the way is in Lilyhammer, which yeah. I've not recently long finished. Yeah, yeah, which we have to do at some point. Lilyhammer's great. Yeah. The character he plays in Lilyhammer is mental, yeah. and I mean. Absolutely stark raking bonkers. That's the best type of Paul K there is. <laughs> so he plays a psych- uh, psychiatrist who has basically doesn't care about his job. He's just he's just more worried about what's on his phone, um, and he isn't really helping uh, Tony Johnson, which is Ricky Gervais's character, at all. Um, you've also got another character you've got there who I really like is um, the postman. He calls himself Postman Pat. John Richardson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Wilkinson. Joe Wilkinson. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. guys. I always get two <laughs> names middle up. And uh, <clears throat> and he has a back and forth uh, with him every basically every episode. There's Does he really? Yeah, okay. it's, it's great. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, we see him going through hours day and uh, just him finding depression. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's quite it's quite interesting to see a character who's obviously very very flawed, but also one who we really root for, even though he isn't that yeah. nice. He isn't really being that nice to people. He's not Sandy, the new girl at his work. He's not really trying no, to he's help. not being nice, but I think he's being honest. And, and there's, there's a hard thing to, to completely dislike someone who's being honest, even if it's not being tactile or being, you know, um, a little bit courteous. Well, I think it's been a bastard to everyone around mm. him. There's no need for him to just be, to be at work and just to be kind of almost rude to people. Um... Either don't be in work or go to work, basically. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's at work. He's, he's bringing everyone down almost. Um, you've got you've got the also brilliant Diane Morgan uh, uh, there, who um, we might know from who plays um, uh, who's in uh, Kunk on Kunk. That uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Philomena. Uh, f- yeah, Philomena, Philomena Kunk. Kunk yeah. yeah, she's great, and she plays a, just a, a woman who works in his office who's obsessed uh, with the various different things. And um, she, uh, yeah, one of the, the many interesting colleagues he has. Uh, there's also uh, Lenny, who's played by Tony Way. You might have seen him. He's got an unusual kind of uh, looking face. He's been in a few of uh, Ricky's <laughs> things. He's been in extras as well. Um, yeah, just a really, really good like cast of people. Um, and again, we see Ricky. It's kind of like ends with him seeing uh, the videos from his wife and um, the kind of fun they used to have used to have with her. And it kind of like just ends like that, really. Um, the other thing I want to bring up, and I think it's the moment where you realise that it's going to take a turn. He's not going to be completely miserable. And again, I've not watched on you have, so okay. don't don't give me anything yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a moment in this episode which suggests that actually he's going to make a turn. It's going to it's going to turn the corner. Is it when he sees his dad in, in the home? No, okay. it's when he's talking to the old boy who said the five same birthday cards. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And he and he says, you know, in it's proper partridge esque <laughs> journalism going on. Okay, so to throw back to we did partridge um, last week, week before, sorry. Yeah. Um, so take ninety two. 
four. What? Well, I'll just look back. Yeah. Um, oh, my brain's gone dead. <laughs> Could be a catchphrase. Just <clears throat> look back. Just go back. Um, he he makes a comment about how it, he would have. Um, he always tells his wife, who's no longer with him. Yeah. She died. I think the year before, possibly around the same time that maybe Lisa might yeah. have died. Because before this, Ricky was not in, interested. Oh, he didn't give him monkeys. He was like, like oh, just going along why are, we going, why are we doing this story it's about a guy that got five five birthday cards of the same? Yeah. But he, he makes a comment about how, he's, how he tells his wife these things and then he remembers that she's not there anymore. Mm. Um, but that he would have, you know, he loved her to bits and she was his world and things like that. And mm. he really misses her. But he still has a chair in the front room for her and still talks to her and things like that. And he seems to be quite hopeful about the whole thing. He's very much sort of this sort of, it's okay. She's not here, but she is here. Mm-hmm. And I, there's a little moment where Ricky looks at him or looks at the chair next to him and, th- and sort of has a sort of, okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. I may, maybe, just maybe I kind of understand. And he go, and he says, happy birthday, mate. Yeah, yeah nice. and there's a genuine moment where, like, he turns into a human being for yeah. a moment, and for thinks, that brief I'm moment. not the only one who's been through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it's 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 a really, I think it's the best moment of the show. Probably, actually, probably, yeah. But out of out of a moment where he calls his best mate the sea bomb at the front door because he farts. <laughs> that happens a lot, by the way, because uh, he doesn't care. As I said, he will offend you. Um, Ricky and and uh, what's his so um, uh, Lenny Lenny look at the front door just knock the door and Lenny's obviously just farted and and Ricky's like that is what is wrong with you I mean you that is that is disgusting like you need to go and see a doctor you are not coming in here you filthy and he drops the sea bomb yeah. whilst the door has been opened by the way the guy is now standing there at the front door and he's swearing out he goes no, don't let him in he's effing disgusting and he shuts the door on him. And he goes in. Anyway, obviously, some time has passed and Lenny's now inside. Yeah. But there's, you come out of that moment, you can see Ricky sitting there going, what are we doing? I mean, what are we sat here for? This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then there's that tiny little moment. And I think it's genuinely one of the most beautiful moments in television for, well, a long time. I, th- I think it was, it, was re- it was really nice. Yeah, really nice. Um, I am keen to see what you think. Of the whole series, yes. Um, well, I will watch it. I've got to say, I've got a week off this week, and it's only because um, we're gonna we're gonna try, try and record a few episodes today yeah. together. Um, the next few uh, pep- podcast episodes will be recorded back to back. Yeah. Um, that yeah, I will sit down and um, watch the rest of it. It's only six episodes. It's all on Netflix now, um, and they're twenty eight minutes. Um, yeah. They all they all, excuse me uploaded the six episodes straight to Netflix at the beginning of March. Um, they're 25 to 28 minutes each. So it'll take you three hours to watch the entire thing. Yeah. Which is apparently how long the new Avengers film's going to be. Yeah, that's true. I read I'm that, all for it. Make I it 20 that, hours, I'll still watch it. 182 minutes, apparently. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, apparently, they're going to build in a intermission, by the way. What? Yep. We're going to build in oh, an intermission. D- I've, so, I've so lost interest in this nonsense. <sighs> I hope they, they know what they're doing. I hope they all die. <laughs> I hope they all die. I hope Thanos sits on them all. I don't even know what happened in the last one. <laughs> do you, anyway, do you know? no. Um, okay, but um, just to give you a little bit of uh, kind of uh, colour to, to this, just to end it. Um, it's got had mixed reviews because people are a little bit offended by some of the things that happened. Good. In this. Um, so it's got an overall approval. Being offended rating. means you have opinion. Yeah, having an opinion is a good thing. Yeah, sixty-eight percent on <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes. Um, average score of six point two nine out of ten. Let's see if we give it any more than that. Um, and basically, the, I will. The overall um, overall thing that people have said is that well, the people who love it are that Ricky Gervais is the only person that can pull this off. And you know what? You're right. Yeah. He is the only person that could ever do a show like this because it is really sailing close to the wind. Um, but you also have to kind of take into account. It isn't for everyone. I don't think this show is for everyone. I would be very interested. I mean, obviously we've cho- we've talked about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, how much did you enjoy watching it? When when did you watch it? Did you watch it for this week for the podcast? I watched it when it's landed. Um, it's only been online for three weeks, mind you. But I watched it last week, and I, I, okay. I watched it all in one sitting. And if you don't mind me asking, yeah, have you had any recent loss in your life? Um, in the last no. five years, five years. That's not too personal a question. I don't think so, luckily. So, okay, so yeah. so you haven't got like a raw 
Not in the last five years, just before that. So you haven't got nothing like, raw. There's, there's nothing sort of raw for you right now. So no. I'm, I'm really genuinely interested. Yeah. And we know, I know we ask this quite a bit, but in all honesty, if you want to tweet me, um, if you've if you've had a recent loss and you've watched this yeah. and you feel kind of the way that I felt and I've like, spoken about it today, well, there was quite big, genuinely yeah. genuinely would love to know, and I'll happily chat with you privately about it as well. Yeah. That's not a problem um, because I think I I hand on heart. I mean I. I we won't give the scores until the end, but this is not going to get a poor score from me at all. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed and I think it. that's a, I think it makes a huge difference. Yeah. I think it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens at the end. All right. Um, if only it had a theme song. Eh? Uh, so what's, Well, uh, as we said, we do look for a theme song. So if it hasn't got one, it can't score four marks. <laughs> or can it? Anyway. So, so um, next up is your choice. What did yeah, you go for so this week? So we did week? Afterlife this week. And I said, well, um, I'm not really sure there's many Afterlife-esque shows kicking around. Oh. Um, and I certainly don't think there's probably going to be one that would challenge Gervais. So let's put Gervais against Gervais yeah. and let's do Derek. Another Gervais show yeah. without a theme tune. Trash. <laughs> Throw in the bin. No. Why hasn't it got a theme song? Again, I think it's because it's 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 a show that's... Re- I mean, challenges, again, like Afterlife. Yeah. Unlike The Office, which didn't deal with life and death, mm-hmm. you can have fun with that. And <laughs> and there's no... I, I, I genuinely think it could... Especially how clever he is with music choices. We spoke about with the use of um, Lou, Reed, Lou Reed at the end, yeah. a bit of Lovely Day at the, near the start of Afterlife. There are bits of is, music throughout this. Is Bill Withers still with us? I don't know. Yeah. How do you make a duck's Bill Wither? Stick it in the microwave. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't know. I think I delivered the joke wrong. <laughs> Shut up. Move on. Um, mockumentary intro. Mockumentary style show, this one. Yeah. So crossover between Afterlife and Office in that this is a little bit like a documentary like they're filming yeah, life mockumentary e- yeah everyday life in a care home yeah um, but dealing with something a lot less funny mm-hmm. perhaps per se than than an office space yeah and again he um, Rick Gervais plays a character that isn't first your standard kind of no. sitcom character also not Gervais as well this is what I was sort of alluding to a little bit earlier when yeah. we talking about Afterlife I think in Afterlife he plays Ricky Gervais David Brent is obviously a character in The Office and Derek also very much just a character um, 2012 as I mentioned earlier this was uh, first aired uh, Channel 4 yeah. uh, you can now watch them on Netflix as well mm-hmm. two seasons and a special to throw yeah. in um 12th of April 2012, mockumentary style, uh, and opens up with Derek uh, sort of walking into the sort of middle of the um, day room, a day room um, at the care home, and sort of turning to camera and explaining where, what room it is and you know what goes on here and things like that. And straight away, it's not going to escape anyone that Derek's not normal. To put it to put it bluntly, what do you mean? I mean, he's he's definitely not sort of like your management level. He's not sort of official. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's definitely on a different planet. Like in the fact that he's he's not totally with it. Yeah. Well, it's probably and again, like because I've watched it all, you never really find out what is up with him. But there's it kind of leans towards autism. But like he never goes for a test or anything. He says, Yeah, it, no, I wouldn't even say it's that. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't even say it's autistic because he's. <laughs> Having met and, and known people who have autism and Asperger's and things like that, they have like routine that they like to follow. Things have to be very much in a certain way, That's... very set in their ways, and it's very and stuff like that. Whereas I think he's quite sort of. Um, I know you see you see that element in, in really? future episodes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's, he's a little bit freelance in this first one, in that is in the sense that he's <laughs> it's nothing. Yes, he's quite persistent. Yeah. Um. And also, there's, there's little things like right at the start when he comes in, he's sort of introducing you to some of the some of the people who live in the care home, mm-hmm. and he says, "This is um, I can't remember the guy's name." Uh, sat down, but he's obviously Ducky? Got, 
No, 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 not not Carl Parkinson's yeah. character. The, one of the one of the residents, the care home. Oh, right. He's, yeah. he's got a hearing aid in, um, and he's got the one that's which is attached to the cochlea through the skull. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and he sort of says, "Oh, this is so and so." He goes, and he, "He's a bit deaf." Anyway, then the the resident itself turns to the resident next to them and says, "It's Dennis. He's deaf." <laughs> Right, which is quite funny, right? <laughs> yeah. But then Gervais turns to cameras if to say, no, he just doesn't get it. Like I mean, and like there's a moment of him being totally on the wavelength. Yeah, you know what I mean of just being sort of like, well, I'm I'm one of the carers here, and it's all right. This happens. It's it's part and parcel of unfortunately what happens in, yeah. in later in life. But then there's moments where he demonstrates an absolute lack of understanding of social awareness, mm-hmm. and and he just does stuff that's so childlike in yeah. some moments and other times he's full on you know professional grown up mode it's a weird well, weird yeah. combination the thing with, with this particular character character he obviously does have the childlike elements which is what everyone kind of like warms to him but then he is also quite annoying sometimes mm. and he is in this episode where he he kind of puts his uh, puts himself into situations where he, he shouldn't really be um this is the thing I, I feel really difficult about so I, I, I found it quite difficult to know how to feel, what to feel about him. Yeah. Whether to feel like proud of him for doing something that matters in like, the local community and working in a care home. Yeah. To feel a bit sorry for him because he's not, you know, the brightest spark in, you know, in the drawer or, <laughs> or what? I don't know. He, 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 too, he pulled me and pushed me from so many angles. Yeah. I had no idea. I think when I watched his first episode, I, yeah, I had trouble as well. I completely agree. But I think you actually forget you you forget about the issues you might have with the character. The more you watch, you just take you just take it for how it is. Yeah, it's just a character who's maybe a little bit more childlike and a bit more simple. I mean, and not a derogatory, but just more simple and um, than, than than others. And you well, just yeah, I mean, warm to me. I mean, you, he's very endearing. This is to touch on something else that I mentioned a moment ago with Afterlife, in that if you have no experience of care homes, elderly residents, or, or just relatives in a care home of any sort, this show I don't think will be much... I, I don't think it'll make a lot of sense. Yeah. A bit like The Office. I, I think I said this when we, when we spoke about The Office, what, a year ago now, so way back. When we, hell. Yeah, it was a long time ago. We did the UK against the US Office. I hadn't worked in an office for quite a long time in my working life. And then when I finally did, I started to see the relationships and the overlap in certain characters that he portrayed in the show. And I think sometimes that's just par for the course. You know, when you're trying to do about something, a real space, a real time in life and society, unless sometimes you've got an experience of it, it can be quite hard to understand a television show made about it where, where humour, certainly, is supposed to be there. Yeah, and I think if you're going to do a show about this and you have no experience of like a care home, I don't think you'll get it. I don't think you'll get the relationship between the the carers and the residents, between the family members that go there to visit their their loved ones, the, the relationships between the residents, the relationships between the carers, that the whole system is very very unusual unless you've ever had an experience of it. I think it's very difficult to understand, and like you know. It is a job as a carer. It is a job. Sorry, I'm getting a bit ranty here. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. But I just genuinely think sometimes, like, it's easy to look at, say, let's look at Hannah, for example, for a moment, played by um, the lovely Kerry Godleyman again. Yeah, who runs the, who runs the um, the care home? Yeah, she's kind of like in charge. You know, she sometimes seems less than empathetic with maybe some of the residents, maybe even Derek. Yeah, but it's her job. It's mm-hmm. it's her it's her livelihood. It's how she makes a living, and so she has to, like anyone's job, just go do what is asked of you and leave. Mm-hmm. Now there is an element of that that's a little bit grey because she spends a lot more time there than she maybe necessarily needs to because she's a carer. It's in her nature to be caring yeah. and to help people out, and um, and she cares for the people she works with as much as the people she's caring for. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's such a strange thing, like, to bring a third character in quickly, Doug, as you mentioned, played by Carl Pilkington. Um, If you know nothing about Carl Pilkington, I won't muddy the waters now, but he plays a brilliant caretaker in the Mm -hmm. sense that he's a little bit odd, um, but he's there to fix stuff and make stuff happen. And and there's a moment at the end, again, I probably cried more at Derek than I did at Afterlife. Wow. Um, No, in fact, I did. 
Cry yeah. more at Derek. That's what it's designed to than, do. Than Afterlife. There's a moment right at the end, which I won't spoil at this point, mm-hmm. um, with the picture. Yep, 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 yep. I was gone. <laughs> I was honestly gone. Because Gervais knows how to structure something to, to make it. And that's feel what like I'm saying. Like, yeah. there's, the, there's, the, there's, there's the moment where Derek is like, why have you not fixed it? Like this, the picture breaks and yeah. it goes to Doug to be fixed because he's the man who fixes things. And Derek's like, well, why have you not fixed it? Joan's phone is broken. Joan wants it in her room. Fix it for her. Yeah. Right. And there's a moment of like Derek standing up for someone and it's like, oh, brilliant. Like Derek's, you know, standing up, getting a bit of a backbone, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, doing the good, doing the right thing against his mate. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of facing his friend and saying, hey, just do your job properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right at the end... There's a moment as well, and I, I it's so hard. It's yeah, yeah. I I can't honestly say I've had in the hundred and ninety something shows we've watched. I can't say I've had a harder time watching two shows than these two this week. Yeah, not just because that's why they work well together. Why they feel the way they feel and the yeah. way they sit certainly in my life at the moment. But just genuinely, because when you when we do what we do and we watch them to kind of break them down and really analyse it, yeah, I don't know if anyone's written a better story than these two. I mean, for a very very long time, I would say Ricky Gervais is very very good at what he does. He knows exactly how to draw that last bit of emotion out of you. He knows how to do a setup that pays off at the end. Yeah. And like in almost every episode, there's like stuff that happens at the start. And you think, okay, that doesn't mean anything. Mm. Later, towards the end, it pays off. And and there's again, like, and so I hope I haven't sort of like made these shows sound too sad or too depressing or things like that or too no. thoughtful in the way because there are moments in it where I genuinely burst out laughing. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. In, in the space of twenty eight minutes for Afterlife, I think I honestly belly laughed three times. Yeah. And I probably cried about three times. <laughs> in Derek, I belly laughed maybe once or twice. Yeah. And I cried probably four or five times. Okay, so okay. But the moment I, I, I belly laughed during Derek is the coach journey, the bus journey. <laughs> Brilliant. And, it's, and Carl, or sorry, Doug, refers to Derek as yeah. like being a wasp in a car. And I was <laughs> like, absolutely like in hysterics. Yeah. I was genuine. If you drive a car and you've ever had a, a wasp or a bumblebee flying through the window while you're going along, <laughs> you'll know this absolute fear that goes through your brain. He just describes Derek as being that wasp in the car, and it's so funny. And it's not meant in a harsh yeah. or aggressive fashion towards Derek. It's just a moment of perfect description. Yeah, I know. It's, and it's there's brilliant. a simplicity. It's it's the yeah un unedited simplicity yeah. of a moment like that captured yeah. on screen. And let's not forget, like so, um, Ricky Gervais's character Derek. He work he works in in this. Um, care homes essentially an old, old folks home yeah and you've got to because the first time i watched it, i thought why has he got this job why why is he there is he getting paid what what's the setup here like did he did what how did he get this but then you kind of realize that it's the people around <clears throat> him people like dougie um yeah and people um like hannah. Like hannah who've obviously engineered it so he he can he can work there and make a living from doing something he likes which is caring about people um you also have another character called tom which is the um the grandson s- the grandson of of one of the um a new resident yeah a new resident in the and hannah straight away take has a little bit of affection towards him but doesn't know if he's gay or not uh, and there's a whole uh Back and forth. I'm not going to spoil it, but back and forth about that because it's re- it's really funny. And obviously, um, Derek wants to um, help out Hannah, so just gets in the way and makes it awkward. But Tom Tom's really into it, so yeah, he plays so the game. Fun. Yeah, um, it's little things like this as well. It lightens the mood and like makes Hannah it more human. Piano, I just remembered. Yeah, so Derek is obsessed with which. The- which, by the way. If you watch this and and find Hamster on a Piano, I'm going to turn it into a ringtone. Yeah. Well, it's kind of based on, like, Cat playing the keyboard thing, which is one of the first, like, memes that, when, when YouTube first came out. Yeah. And so he's obsessed with, with just the Hamster on the Piano. Um, and again, that comes back later on as well, by the way. Um, and, yeah, it's just full of, like, little things and little, like, and cool characters and interesting things and has so much heart. Like, it's hard. I, f- I feel like when he did um, The Office... There were episodes, especially like the Christmas episodes, yeah. full of heart, like the most heart yeah. you could. And he was like, okay, that's the formula. I'll do that every episode from now on. In my, So he's done that in Afterlife. He's done that in Derek. Um, 
but he just knows what to do. And I think he has a knack of finding these character actors. Like Kerry Godiman, I'd never seen her anything before. No. And she is incredible in this. Holy moly. She is inc- Why isn't she doing everything? She's, she's great. Um, Especially she plays two very different characters in each of the shows. Yeah. Obviously, they are seven years apart, but uh-huh. obviously she's good friends with Ricky because yeah. Ricky wouldn't have her in two different shows seven years apart if, she, if he didn't like her skills. I think it would be negligent not <clears> to have her in everything he does from now on because she, just speaking, speaking to, the, ca- ca- to yeah. the camera, like she does in An Afterlife, She's just the best at it. She can, she can carry so much emotion with how she speaks. Mm. And her character in this, you see the two sides of her. You see her, the caring side, and then you see the violent side. <laughs> where she gets a little bit violent towards, towards she, the end. She headbutts someone in the yeah, pub. Yeah, to people who, who are a little bit mean to Derek. So, um, And that's the thing, is that there's a moment, so like, there's a little bit of toing and fro, a bit of, bit of eye dancing, as I like to call it, from Hannah and Tom. That's great. Where did you get the phrase eye dancing from? I made it up. No, you didn't. I, I use that phrase as well. Do you? Yeah. I've never heard you say that. I use it because it's from... There's a s- Eye dancing. Yeah. I, I just thought of that. No, no, you didn't. I it's, did. No. I just thought of it. No, well, I, I use it also, eye dancing, because it's from Evil, Evil Dead. There's, there's a song... Why, why, what made you think I would have watched that? Honestly, even the name of it frightens me. There is, so, there is a bit... Start of the Evil Dead, where there's a girlfriend and the boyfriend, and the camera's just on their eyes, and they're just looking at each other back and forth. And the song that's playing underneath them is called Eye Dancing. No, I invented it, you and didn't. No, it's... <laughs> I invented it. Anyway, Evil Dead. Hannah and Tom, there's some eye dancing going on yeah, throughout the episode. Evil Dead, yeah. But there's also a moment of Derek, you know, the, when they do like the mockumentary style, like one-to-one to the camera. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of interviews in the side room. There's moments where they talk to Derek, and there's moments when they talk to Hannah, and you realise they're both as lonely as each other. Yeah. But they've got each other. Yeah. Like... Hannah needs Derek as much as Derek Got needs each Hannah. Other, and, that's and, that, and that makes me think Will they? Won't they? We'll give it a shot. Oh. <laughs> uh, and that's quite nice. Again, yeah. there's just there's so many layers and levels to it. I genuinely yeah. can't see anyone disliking it. Well, wow, you say that. And I think if you don't like it, I think it's big and I'm not having a go, I just don't think you get it. Well, like Afterlife, again, I'm looking at the reviews. This has got a very similar reaction okay. where, again, Rotten Tomatoes holds a rate of 65%, similar to Afterlife. People were just like, okay, it's, he's making fun of mentally disabled people. I don't think he I don't, is. No, I don't think he is. I don't no. think he is either. No. I think, I think Derek is Ricky Gervais's jewel in the crown. I, I, I like this almost as much as The Office. Um, I think this is so underrated. Yeah. Um, I think the characters in this are probably better than the characters in The Office. Um, more well-rounded. I forgot, I forgot about Kev as well, who's like the drunk guy who lives... He just lives in the old folks' home and he just like, <laughs> sleeps in old ladies' beds. He's got 35,000 autographs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the the great thing about Ricky Gervais is all the character actors you see in this is that... He puts that into art in Afterlife as well. You see them pop up in Afterlife. Okay. So Kevin almost plays himself in a future episode of uh, Afterlife. Afterlife. Right. And it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The only the only thing I fear and It's the Reaper I, or I, no no, I don't I don't fear the Reaper, okay. No, please. Um the only thing I fear is I I don't know how long this setup could last for. Which I think two is, series and a special, I reckon. Well, this is why I think I'm really pleased to see that it only went on for two seasons and a special. Yeah, like there's part of me that already knows that Gervais knew how much he could get out of this idea before it got repetitive or no longer worked. Does that make sense? Yes. It's like knowing when to stop making a show. Like, how many shows have we talked about on this where we've actually watched all of it and we've gone through, say, through six or seven seasons of it, and we've yeah. and we've both said the same thing where you get a bit tired of it or you're a bit lost with it. Yeah. Um, Breaking Bad to throw one up that's really high on our list. Mm-hmm. You know, a good example of that because the sixth season, to me, in my opinion, should have been six episodes, mm-hmm. hard, fast, straight. Bull in a China shop method straight to the end. Yeah. And just given us the ending as it was. Yeah. But just compacted it into six episodes. Yeah. This wants to stretch it out for more money, but Yeah, of course. And I and I understand where studios get that idea and such like that, but I love the fact that I already know Ricky has thought that through and gone, this will only maintain attention for so long, so I'm only gonna make two seasons. The office is another one. He didn't want to make more yeah. than two or three seasons of the office, so he didn't. 
Yeah. And the fact that it works in the US for seven or eight seasons, fine. Yeah, that's what they do there. But go with that. You, it's, your, it's yours now. You've got it. It's you, like 40 Towers. You mess it up, it's on you. Yeah, 40, 40 towers. towers. 12 episodes or something. Crazy. I think there's an art in knowing when to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Very, good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and on that note, let's do some scores. Okay. Um, so quickly, commandment time. We'll Ooh, do some do scores. Yeah. Um, so we have 10, the first episode you've listened to. Thanks for joining us in this Ricky Gervais special. Uh, we have 10 sort of criteria we compare the shows against yeah. each other using. Uh, first one is, do you want to watch episode two? 100%. Both, both of them. Both of them, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Here's the key one. Does it have a memorable theme tune? <laughs> Neither. Minus Neither points. have to. Um, does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Afterlife? Yes. Yes, but not Almost the obvious one. Yeah, yeah. I like what they did. It, it was... Um, With Sandy and, being the new character, a new journey, because it's not really a new journey for him at this point. He's already in it. He's been yeah. in it for a while. He's stuck in the rut. It, so I wonder where the new journey comes from there. But there is one in Sandy, so... Yeah. More so than Derek, because we're just dropped well, in the middle of it. Yes, but then you've got the new resident the new and resident Tom coming and Tom, in. Yeah. So, and it's the first, it's the first bit of filming for this documentary oh, about true. care that's... homes. So we're going in actually as the camera crew. Yeah. In a way, we're okay. the camera crew, we're the television company going into this care home, and we've asked Derek to do the presenting for us. I'll give you that. Okay, what's the next it's, one? It's not so subtle, but it, it's not so obvious, but it's it's there. Would you pause for a pee? I don't know if I would. I think I would for both. I, 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 I enjoyed both. I don't say that because I don't th- they're not that long. Derek is only like 25 minutes. Afterlife was 28. Yeah. I don't think you need to. Um, and I also think if I was five minutes from the end, I'd hold it. Yeah, yeah, good point. I don't, think, quick, I don't yeah. think I would worry about like stopping it for that. I would just hold it. Yeah. So... Okay. Uh, do you feel emotionally connected? Do you feel it? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm an emotional wreck after watching them both, yeah, and I have them. no problem admitting that. Um, beautifully emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, would you recommend them? Yeah, 100%. Both. It's, yeah. And I have been. I've been telling people to watch Afterlife, but they're like, oh, no, it's going to be. I've heard it's depressing. Well, it's about a depressing character. It doesn't mean it has yeah. to be depressing. No, because it's funny Lots as. Lots of comedy in it's it. It's funny as in yeah. bits. Um, is there a mic drop? Um, yeah, I mean, Derek. Is there? Yeah, when I don't want to spoil it because I don't want people to. Because I feel like you need to not know about it. Hang on a minute, I'm going to edit this bit out. And Joan dies. Do you think that's a mic drop? Yeah, I think that's, I saw that come in. I, whether you see it coming or not, it's not necessarily. Maybe maybe it's not necessarily the mic drop for us, but it's the mic drop for Derek. Maybe, maybe. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure I saw it entirely coming. Okay. I, but then maybe that's where I am at. So yeah, who knows? yeah, yeah. It's not a huge one. Yeah, but maybe it just didn't need it because the whole episode was okay. just, well... Afterlife, though? That, I don't think... There, no, there that, is in a future episode, but not in the pilot. No, not in the pilot. All right. It, does it defy expectations? Yes, both of them. Enormously. Yeah, both of them. Very um, much so. That one sort of ties into, is there a hype reel for Afterlife? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't think Derek was anywhere near hyped enough. No. In my opinion. Both underrated. Um, and the other one was, has it aged well? Derek's definitely has. Yeah. Yeah, seven years old and it's still very relevant today, in my opinion. Yeah, um, And Afterlife, I think... It's too brand new to tell, but um, again, it's dealing with things out. It's dealing with things... Mental every, illness uh, Yeah, and that everyone, unfortunately, will have to deal with at some point. Yeah. So, so it will age well. I think it was timeless. Yeah. And that brings us to score time. So we'll start with Afterlife. And as it was your show, Jed? I enjoyed it very much. Out of 10? I'm giving it a 7.5. All right. Um... Mostly because I cheated and I, and I, and I watched all of it. Um, You're a shambles. I know. But I, I, as a whole, I think it's, a, it's an 8.59. But this first episode, it's a 7.5. Okay. Me. What are you going for? 9.5. Wow. <laughs> Straight in there. 9.5. Yeah. Again, I, you know, we've, we've watched shows when um, we, it's been really apt to watch them by absolute fluke and absolute chance. So we watched, um, and I cannot remember what it was. About six, seven months ago, and I think the didn't we watch Lucky Man when Stan Lee died, or something similar to that? We've not and, watched Lucky Man yet. Have we not? Okay, no. I've finished it. We watched something, and somewhat the creator of it 
died the day we recorded it. Yeah. So we'd already been away and watched the show, and then we sat here at Post Pop HQ. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Yes, I'm saying. So we've had moments. Sex in the City next. No, we've had moments where we've genuinely watched stuff, and it's been coincidentally timed with something that's happened in the world. And so I appreciate that my scores are going to be almost a bit biased, but I I genuinely believe this is a nine point five out of ten. Afterlife. Do you think you will think that in years to go? You look yes. back and go, okay, well, that's fair yeah, enough. because it, unfortunately, it's happened at a time that's yep. massively important in my life. That's fair enough. Then, um, and so for me, it's a nine point five. So it's a seventeen, which makes it top fifty. Does it really? It wow. does. So we'll put it into the table in a second. Let's okay. see if Derek's going in there with it. Yep. Um, called Pilot. Yes, which, which, which points. Is, which is always yeah. a point. Makes um, up a lack of theme song. Lack of theme song, though. Um, but absolutely love this. I think it's beautiful. Um, thank you, Ricky. Yeah. If that ever makes it to you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nine. I'm giving it an eight. You're giving it an eight? Yeah. 17. 17 as well. Um, I think it's this is the most underrated Gervais. Uh, I suspect both show. of these have better episodes to come. That's why 100%. I haven't given them a 10. 100%. Because yeah. I think I'd have quite happily given them a 10. Yeah. But I already know and feel like there's going to be a better episode that's just going to absolutely 100% there knock is. me for six. Yeah, 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 there is. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, I think Derek is the st- for my money is the stronger pilot is Derek. I I want to see more of that. Um, and it, that was an easy one to watch the second episode but with Afterlife. I felt like, of course, I want to see the second episode, but I could didn't need to watch it just there straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so they both get seventeen, so they both make it into our top fifty. Only if, of course, yeah. they actually beat something that's already in there. Because okay. the very bottom of our top fifty, let's work it out, is the Outer Limits nineteen nineties version. I think they're both better than that. <sighs> Do you really? Don't? Okay, yeah. You sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay, above that is the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Are these better than that? Yeah. Okay, good. Taskmaster. Yeah. Jessica Jones. No. Neither of them better? Neither of them are better. You think Jessica Jones' pilot was a better pilot than these two? Yeah. Because I remember watching Jessica Jones and thinking, oh my God, this is amazing. I think so. I want to push Derek above Jessica Jones. And then Afterlife... Oh, yeah, so I would, I'll happily put after Afterlife after Jessica Jones. I'll give you that. Okay. I want to fight a little bit for Derek. To Derek above bit, Jessica uh, Jones? I'm fine with that. Above Animaniacs? No. No, 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 no. Okay. Don't, uh, no, don't be silly now. <laughs> <laughs> now. It's a strange thing to compare it to, guys, but we are trying to make sure that when we've got our top 50, um, you can see that we've actually organised all the ones that scored yeah. 17 into our favourite... F- so, Scott, if if go back and watch uh, and listen to the Animaniacs episode, it was chaos. <laughs> we were singing all over the place. Oh, it was absolute. Yeah, it was carnage. So that had, they have now bumped out of the top fifty, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and the Outer Limits nineties <sighs> version. So you have to get you have to get your seventeen to even think about making yeah. top fifty at this wow. point. Wow. Okay. But they both made it. They both cut the mustard, so they both got in there. Wow. And that means we're on to next week. Take okay. 97. So you go first. I'm first. And this is a no-brainer for me because uh, it's something I've been wanting to watch for a while. And it turns out that they have put the entire first episode on Facebook. What? <laughs> don't ask. NBC's um, collaboration with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. Titan Games. What What the hell is that? Okay, so I think I know what you should put it against, if I can put that forward whoa, now. Whoa, whoa, to, ex- to explain... Tell me what it's about first. The easiest way to explain what it's about is to give you the, the show that should go against it. No, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. it is it's a, um, uh, it's an athletic competition to see and find the ultimate sort of physical athletes amongst average people in America. So it's assault okay. courses, it's challenge, physical challenges where they go head-to-head with another person. Right, um, I see where you're going with this. So, <laughs> so if I was explaining it to someone, I would say, do you know what it's like? It's Gladiators. Like, it's like an extreme version of Gladiators. Okay. So unless you have a better suggestion, it is like The Rock coming up with the Gladiators I, today I'm very happy with to NBC's do, money. I'm very happy to see Gladiators. Yeah. And Gladiators is my one, right? Yeah, if, if that's okay. Amazing, amazing. So Titan Games, yeah. the brand new one which aired on the 3rd of January this year yeah. and has finished the first season now mm-hmm. um, against, I don't even know how old Gladiators is, probably yeah. 95? I don't know, something Mid-90s. like that. Mid-90s. Can Mid- I talk about Jet for the whole episode? Yes. Amazing. As long as I can talk about Lightning. <laughs> wow. 
Wow, that's, that's maybe a little bit about Wolfman. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's okay. talk about Wolf. Okay, He's the best. Yeah, yeah. Wolf. All right. So uh, next week we we'll do Titan <laughs> Games against Gladiators uh, for Take Ninety Seven. It's the Wolf Special. <laughs> it is. Um, and if, it, by the way, if we, you know these are shows that we, you know, we kind of find ourselves stumbling upon or wanting to watch. If there's something you're watching that you're absolutely raving about to friends and family, yeah, let us know what it is. And we will we'll watch it, yeah. and we'll find a, compete, a competitor against it, and we'll we'll put it in the table. Yeah, and also if you have a show that you've always liked your whole life, so, something you watched as a kid, yeah. something you watched when you were bored, and you were up at two thirty in the morning, and you're like, "What's this show?" and it blew your mind. Yep. And no one ever speaks about it, but but you tell us. It doesn't even have to be on TV now. It yeah. could be something that finished years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you absolutely obsessed over it. Let's hear about it, and, yeah. uh, and we'll watch it as well. Yep, and you can tell us on Twitter. I'm at Jed Shepherd, which is J E D S H E P H E R D, and I'm at the Jellyman. That's T H E Jellyman. So let us know on Twitter. Have a have a uh, bit of a think. Let us know, and we will be back next week. Titan ninety seven Titan Games versus the Gladiators. Ooh, that just leaves me to say. See you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. <laughs>